Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, Nikki D. Cannon, the mysterious producer that was here, but now he's gone, but now he's back, and Flail Fan. <laughs> and I'm Seth, the Mad Doctor competitive correspondent. How has everyone been doing tonight? I am doing swell. I'm a bit cold, hence my, you know, Portland Gaming staff hoodie that I got here. <sighs> I mean, I, I also live in the South, Kicker. You actually live further south in the yes. United States than I do, and I have my polo on. Yeah, but I live in a very, very, very old house that has zero insulation, so I'm just uh, just trying to stay warm here. Guys, if you're listening to our podcast, you should consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can see me in a hoodie and Seth looking very professional in our traditional Frontline Gaming uh, broadcasting shirt. Um, but guys... Yes, we love you. We're glad to have a chat here. We want to talk about mm -hmm. a lot of things. But first, as you know, it's some hobby progress. This is how we, you know, keep ourselves accountable. Look at that. That that is that blob. Of, I told you, Seth, I wanted to make another blob of twenty Deathcore Krieg, and that was my New Year resolution. And I'm I'm sticking to it. It is a slog. I am painting literally one layer at a time. You know, one layer each each day. Yeah. So like today, I was doing the black gun casing. Tomorrow, I'll probably do the backpacks. It is taking time. But I can't wait because then they'll be done and I'll have a massive blob of infantry to just get massacred by your orcs. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, Seth, what have you been up to? Have you been getting any hopper progress done? I, I, mean, I have been, You got work to do. I've got work to do, but I've been uh, I've been trying to get my Necrons ready because I'm, I'm trying to commit to taking Necrons to Cherokee. Yeah. Unfortunately, everyone knows I painted the Shelby Crons a while ago and then I, I bought the army back. Um, the army that I bought is not the army the 10th edition one play so i have a lot of stuff to build and paint in the meantime um i think i have like 30 immortals to paint um uh yeah i have a lot to paint i don't want to think about it i'm not going to mention it all because uh, it's going <laughs> to but, but, but are you actually but, trying to do like a top tier paint job or are you just trying to get them ready for training? i i'm trying to get them so the 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 it's like i call it like a tabletop plus scheme yeah. but i i also want to go back on a lot of the models that i had previously painted and add some basing to them because the basing was really basic so i kind of want to punch that up a little bit yeah. um you know i don't think it'll be like uh you know a, a showcase army or anything like that but I'm, i'll be happy with it and it'll definitely get uh you know some people kind of excited by it because it'll be some very vibrant colors anyway i've also been doing the uh the the call of duty modern warfare zombie grind been having fun with that nice. and then uh kind of got back full gear into lifting and uh Ooh, I am tired and sore kicker. <laughs> yes. Uh, I might have you do the time. lifting for the two of us. I'll do the cardio. You do the lifting. It's gotcha. a good team thing. All right. All right. Uh, but speaking of hobby progress and Necrons, Nikki D, what have you been up to? Yeah, you, you can see it on the back of the screen here. I've been working on my monolith. I, I actually picked one up as a Christmas present for myself when the Codex was released, and I hadn't touched it. I actually realized a few weeks ago that I haven't fully like built and painted a model since, I think, Nova. So I've been in a big, big time hobby funk. So I'm keeping myself accountable. This is day three of my hobby streak where I'm spending at least 30 minutes a day working, building, painting, basing something uh, with it. I've also restarted Stargate SG-1. It's like a 25-year-old series, but I loved watching it with my dad when I was growing up in middle school. Yeah. So at Stargate SG-1, building a monolith, and I'm in the same boat as you. I've got a ton of Necrons, but it's Necrons that were good in 8th edition. Mm -hmm. that are bad already not necessarily necrons that are good right now and folks necrons are very good right now so that may be me just nitpicking uh but we'll we'll see how that uh, ends up playing out and if i'm also bringing them to charity. for the record are we gonna have both signals players at, at we Cherokee we, we said it would be entertaining if we both took the same army with the same list to see who did better but i don't know that we're gonna be able to make that happen in time 
Right. I'm also literally earlier this week, I, or I think it was last week before the data slate came out. I told both of you guys I was committed to playing Blood Angels. So no, you said Necrons, then the data slate, then you said Blood <laughs> Angels, then TJ Lanigan got in your ear, and then you said Demons. Oh yeah, Demons are very tempting, and we'll get, we'll get into that later in the show. But uh, I, I've got a lot of interest points in three tournaments coming up in the next four weekends so i'm gonna have i may just play something different at each each tournament to find out what i like for the next three months i think that that's what i might do all right i like that plan we're gonna jump into some news guys real fast starting off with the age of sigmar meta watch review this was post lvo so it had a lot of good data in there Mm -hmm. seth do you want to give us the big highlights from the age of sigmar you know what's happening i know this is 40k Prime, you know, focus yeah. primarily, but Age of Sigmar is becoming a real player at our events. I mean, yeah, at this LBO, was... they had 416 tickets sold to play, you know, yeah. for, and I do out. believe that is the largest AOS event for us, and I'm fairly certain the world that is by far the largest. Nobody has come close to that yeah. yet, so that's a serious um, number here. Yeah, you know? so that that was that was really good showing. Uh, they they did their Meta Watch article, they discussed that uh, the battle scroll, which is their data slate. Uh, should be coming out in February. Um, they're using the data they got from LVO because that was so large. There was nine different factions that made the top 10 in LVO, and with only one of them being twice, which was Cities of Sigmar, which I believe was the most recent faction. So they probably have a little bit of toning down there. And they had some lower performing pack factions. The Cruel Boys and Stormcasts um, did see an increase when Ray and did make an appearance in the top 10. So uh, it sounds like it's a pretty healthy meta, but they're still keeping an eye on it and doing some adjusting, which is always important to see. Yeah. And, and, and Seth, you know, you, you touched base on it that they waited to after LVO before they did this review. Um, the 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 I don't know if I'm allowed to like really go into the details, but GW had you know boots on the ground there. They had the Age of Sigmar creator writer you know lead yeah. on that whole game system there at the LVO. Please tell me that he was wearing like like a full like hooded cloak and robe like in like <laughs> with a with a slate which is like exactly scribbling. yeah that was like exactly completely what out of character for the aos room but everyone's like what the hell is that guy doing yeah right what is he doing no no i i um he approached me because I, I didn't know him at all and he introduced himself to me and uh, i'm like dude you can you take go do your thing get all the data and let's make this game continue to uh, uh you know be popular and popular yeah. oh guys the other thing that i mean you know got me kind of excited recently was the gw you know event exclusive miniature was finally announced for the 2024 year it does not you know lvo they always kind of announce it right in the beginning of the year but lvo happens right at the very start of the year so we, we didn't well, have LVO is like the end of the tournament year so this yeah. is the new tournament year so this is a new tournament year these are you know at, at, at gw events that they are very involved with and whatever you know it's a beautiful croup mini yes can, can we show that there we go look at that yeah. if you're watching right now there's that sick croup mini kind of just now, now here's the real question kicker yeah. we know that gw will have this at their event store at all the events and they will be back at lvo next year so this model will be at the store next year are you gonna wait until next year oh no buy this kicker <laughs> i i know you guys like there's a lot of people and i absolutely love it there's a lot of people that bring me cereal at events you you want to be my really really you want to be my real bestie just to surprise me with this crew go to a gw event grab that crew model and bring it to <laughs> a GW event. i might be uh heading over to one of their events just he play. was he was bemoaning pre-show folks that this was released after lvo so it wasn't at the gw booth at lvo uh, i wasn't there i wasn't there i might i might try to sneak away to tacoma this year and, and as a player and pick it up but just gonna fly to tacoma to buy a single just, just to buy the miniature and fly back in. walk in good. buy the miniature you're like i drop walk back out yeah. of the event yeah, mission accomplished. someone's like you didn't have to even buy a ticket to come buy the model you're like no i'm good 
no, just, it's just needed that miniature. So uh, yeah, I, I do, as, as we've been joking, I really am excited for the crew release and this miniature in particular looks amazing. But there's also some Aegis Sigmar love. We're getting the, uh, the, the, the model called the Steel Rook. Um, it's an alternative model for the Cities of Sigmar Arch Knight. Now, GW gave me uh, one of the standard Arch Knights a while back, you know, as a gift. And I got a really, you know, it's very generous of them. And I really like that miniature. The miniature's, you know, kind of like, I guess, a bodyguard equivalent kind of dude. Really cool knight. Uh, the current, I guess, standard miniature has a few different animal themed options there's a bear theme so the guys that got like a bear helmet and i think like a big axe or hammer or something and then there's a a fish themed you know fish mm -hmm. kind of war gear based this this guy he's got like this cool raven crow vibe and, and so i really like that I, I really like the idea of having this one model but several different like very distinct looks to it so i would like more of that you know i, I don't know i mean i can see more hq characters having you know strong themes like mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to phone in Nikki D. Nikki D, do you want to give us our pre-orders? What's going on right now for pre-order this week? Yes. So pre-orders for this week, it's all Age of Sigmar, and it is going to be a couple of things. But uh, the, the main item is the Dawnbringer Book 4. This is somewhat similar to the Arcs of Omen books that we had in 40K. Uh, this one's called The Mad King Rises, and it's going to be focusing on the big guy that you see there um, <laughs> uh, for and coinciding with the Flesh Eater Courts. They are getting their new codex and a bunch of whole new whole bunch of new models. Yeah, a lot of models. Seth, have you seen these models? Photos? I'm sure you've seen photos of these models. Are, are, does any one of them like stand out to you? Is there one that you're like, oh, that's the one to get? You know, or I, 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 I just like the judge with the intestine hat. I knew you were gonna say it. I knew you were gonna say it. I was just waiting for it. Yeah, I think it's called the. Oh my gosh, what does he call? I don't care. Court? He's judge with intestine hat. I can grand, go look up the real name. Grand Justice Gorman is, is, is his or grand her name. Grand Justice yeah. Intestine Hat is what yeah. he is. Okay? It's, it's, Just don't ruin my, my narrative. And, and and so we have this cool Age of Sigmar stuff. And then for the short people such as myself, we have the uh, the Ironhead Squat Prospector from Necromunda. This is just a really cool uh, dwarf dude with with a, a big gun. Like, what else yeah. What else do you need, you know? Uh, so I, I like that they're kind of... Besides you know, dwarves with big guns. Killer. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I'm serious. Those those uh, those Necromunda dwarves, they are, I wish they really had an opportunity to fit into the Votan, uh, for, you know, the 40K world. Conversions. Kicker. Conversions. Conversions. Conversion fodder. There we go. Uh, and then Seth, it just just for you man just for you we're getting this really cool orc choppa bottle opener gw continues to release uh, or partner with different companies to release merchandise yep. you know licensed merchandise and this particular bottle opener has your name all over it man yeah the problem is i don't really drink anything that comes in bottles with caps on it but yeah. you know i appreciate the thought gw appreciate the thought. all right all right you just right. need to make some orc beverages for me now that is actually kind of funny though right like i think about it like i don't really drink bottled you know or anything with yeah a bottle cap either actually <laughs> i mean it's rare it's rare but it's a cool thing to have on your desk yeah it's cool just, just, it's definitely a cool maybe line. you can use it as a really nice like i don't know if you do cheese and cracker night with your wife seth but like that'd be a fun way to cut the cheese <laughs> just take a little accent all right no okay I'll just, i i don't know if that's going to be sharp enough okay well i mean you know we have the technology to come on that was a great joke kicker oh okay there we go. i saw it there we go dang well done all right, guys, let's drop into some event news. Cherokee, you, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, and we finally mm -hmm. delivered the 40K and Age of Sigmar packets. The player packets are out. They're in the wild. Uh, a lot of people that aren't even going to for, uh, Cherokee have adopted these packets for their own local RTTs. Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, there's not been too many changes, but I do want Seth to kind of give us the summary of the 40K changes. As you are competitive yeah. players, Seth, you're going to this event. Give us the, 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 the changes that people should be aware of. 
So yeah, the main things is there has been a change based on community feedback on how the player place train system is going to work. Uh, for, for previous reference, the way it works, you roll off for defender, defender places the first piece of terrain on their table half out of their pool of terrain, and then the attacker gets to place two. Now it's back to the defender places one, the attacker places one, but no one can place any terrain within four inches of the center. Uh, so that provides kind of a, a, a four inch bubble at the center of the field. And do remember that a lot of missions have a center field objective. Um, so that makes that area a little bit more of a contested space. It's not so easy to, to provide that staging point. You'll have to kind of skew your terrain to one side or the other if you want to have a midfield point. Um, so I like that change. That's been a, change that a few groups have experimented with and we were happy to adopt based on the feedback. Um, also our Karast Outpost, which is uh, modeled after the, the GW set, um, we did add a caveat that the green blast doors are considered fully closed uh, just to make sure that we are kind of in keeping with the, the theme of that terrain. So uh, excited to, to get a chance to play with these things. Um, I actually am going to uh, be messing around with it myself on TTS this weekend. Um, so yeah, I'll be excited to see how it goes. Sweet. A few announcements about, you know, Cherokee Thursday night, you can show up and you can, you know, we'll do meet and greet. They'll be mm -hmm. open. Play. I mean, I'll be playing a game against somebody. Uh, Seth, you might be getting a game. And I know, I do know, um, uh, geez, our, our lovely, our lovely friend Joe will be probably getting a game in too. So mm -hmm. Thursday night kind of meet and greet. You can get your hands on the train. You get a few practice, you know, uh, deployments if you want. So, so feel free to come in Thursday night and, and test out the train. Uh, also guys, um, this is another change that we should probably say for the Age of Sigmar crowd. Age of Sigmar is going from a two-day to a three-day event. So it is a, you know, it's a big boy event now. It, it justifies three days so we can get a single undefe uh, undefeated winner. So uh, Age of Sigmar is going to three days. Now something I'm really excited about uh, is the, can we get the photo? This is really cool. We have the brand new combat, combat juice. juice. Cherokee Open Combat Juice. This is a, a special cocktail with local moonshine just for our event uh you know we're, we're, we we did a co uh, combat juice at the lvo and it was kind of an lvo themed one it was a lime green one mm -hmm. cherokee's going with a, the purple cherokee color color here uh and this one's using like i said local moonshine the cool thing is not only does this drink taste amazing at least that's what people tell me i haven't tried it yet because i haven't yeah, the Kicker, I need you to drive up and test yeah, this drink test for out, us right? Right next week. There, there is the term, and correct me if I'm wrong, the mixologist. I don't know the on-site yeah. you know, mixologist. I'm not a, yeah, that has been, has been working on a crazy concoction for us. And this is what they came up with. The photo there kind of does it justice. This is uh, attractive <laughs> purple drink. Um, but anyway, Dean and Chad who has purple tear and it's like, oh, I need kegs of that. I need kegs of that, right? This will be available at our bar as well as all uh, most of the bars on the uh, on the property. But here's a really like the sweet cool thing is um, I, I wanted them to do something also to help the local community. Uh, mm -hmm. So not to sell this drink, but like how can we help? And so anyway, a portion of all sales of this particular combat juice at the event will be going to help a the local res, uh, Cherokees on you know native land. It's going to be going to the the native population to help them get gifts for the children there. So anyway, it's kind of like a feel goody thing. So yeah. I, I'm trying to roll out combat juice drinks for every one of our events and make that a portion of the sales of those drinks goes towards a local charity of some sort. Oh, kicker. Yeah. I have a horrible slash amazing idea. All right. Just tell me. I love, I love, do you remember, do you remember the official LVO bar crawl? 
Yes, that's still a thing, but we just don't promote it as much because we don't want to get in trouble. What, in the live what if the official bar crawl featured all of the combat juices from across the year? <laughs> oh, like a flight, a flight of combat juice. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. I love it. I love it. And, and then that, you have to rank, you know, if you have people vote on what's the best combat juice of the year, oh, then geez. then that means all the venues have to start competing each, against each other to see who makes the best combat juice. Uh, it, we'd have to get it like sent to so so this one uses locally produced moonshine which means like i don't know if we're gonna be able to get the exact same you know ingredients in yeah Vegas, no, but i mean you know i think i think we should have some some combat juice competition between the events let's do it let's do it let's do it at least the, at the bare minimum we need to have people that go to a lot of our events kind of rank rank, rank the combat the juices <laughs> yeah rank now the kicker I've, I've got a question for you about combat juice um champions cup as an flg <gasps> event that's it right that's a team event Yes. Does that mean the combat juice is going to be like a Gator Bowl, like a team <laughs> event for the drinking? Yes, I mean, why not? Why not? It could be like a bucket of bucket of beers or like a flight somewhere I don't know. in the background. Sean Naden is screaming. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I, I will tell you, and I don't know, I don't want to go into Champions Cup too much just yet, but it looks like we do have a tequila sponsor already signed up. So, <laughs> oh man, I, at least I know from like Team USA stuff, Sean doesn't really like his team drinking during the event. Oh, this I mean, is too good. That's probably good advice for for a team that's trying. Yeah, to I mean they're they're like you know Team America's trying to win, so yeah, yeah. they're like you don't drink during the event. <laughs> Um, so I don't want to talk about Champions Cup too much right now, but let's talk about Rocky Mountain Open, guys. I, we just ordered the challenge coins. No one else has seen these but myself, and now you, our friends that follow signals from the front line. Let's get that photo up there. Look at that, look at this attractive challenge coin right here. This is a sexy challenge coin. Uh, this features our 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 our, our, our mountain dwarven character. I don't know what we're yeah, calling. Yeah, him. Yeah. He's not Votan. He's more of a dwarf dude. He's got like you know more of a dwarf vibe going to him than a a, a fantasy dwarf vibe. So I like, I like the vibe. You like the vibe. So yes, all game systems, but maybe not Shatterpoint, uh, but all other game systems should be getting challenge coins. But you have to participate, guys. You can't just play half a round. You have to play generally the first day of the tournament because some people show yeah, up and drop round yeah. one. We're kind of tired of that. You got you got to actually participate. Yeah, you so got to gotta compete. You got to compete. You got to compete. Uh, all right. Uh, Nikki D, phoning you in for nerd news. Give us some pop culture stuff, dude. Yeah. So real quick. Our favorite Warhammer fan, Henry Cavill, has a new movie coming out this weekend, uh, Argyle. It's supposed to be a kind of spy thriller uh, sort of thing. I am going to see it on Saturday. Seth, Kicker, are, are you going to be seeing the latest Henry Cavill film? I, I definitely watched the previews recently with my wife, and she was intrigued. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll pitch that as a uh, thing for Ooh. us to do this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, I, I am not, because I was... I, I, I... Don't don't hate me, but we have like parades already starting here in New Orleans. I'm I'm in New Orleans right now. Mardi Gras parades have started, so like I am yep. I am in full blown parade mode every single day, every single Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the past week, two weeks now, and this will be the third week we've had parades, and that's what I will be doing. But uh, I will see probably after after Mardi Gras. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, there was also a new Henry Cavill trailer for um, it's the. The um, Ministry of Ungentlemanly oh, Warfare. Yeah. I was quite intrigued by that one. Based on a true story of uh, Britain versus Germany in World War II, the trailer. It's. Uh, I, I actually had someone recommend the book to me as well, and I'm. I actually just finished my my last book last night, so I need to pick up a new one. I think that I may be firing that up on my Kindle tonight to start as a new right, new item. Right. So Henry Cavill, he's he's got to get all these other projects out of the way so that he can get to the 40k stuff, right? Yeah, you know, he's got to make his make his uh, seed money for that 40k project. <laughs> and I may or may not have information that's really good, but it looks like things are looking good for uh, mainstream media covering 40k. And that's all I'm going to say. 
So, yay. All I'm knowing is that means is Kicker gets a cameo in the show. Oh, how did you know, dude? Yes, yeah, you know, I'm going to play Grot just running in the background, you know. Kicker painted <laughs> green in a loincloth running in the background. I'll, I'll do that for, for some, some spotlight, man. A little time in the camera. No, uh, no, I am unfortunately not involved in any of the uh, production uh apparently there's something else coming out madam webb i don't know who this is nikki d i see it in her notes what's going on who is this female character so this is this is part of the this is part of the sony spider-man and marvel universe so oh. sorry, it comes out comes out literally two weeks from now uh there's like some trailers but i honestly don't remember the last time that like a a comic movie was not talked about or really promote it in any kind of way, shape, or form. Is this a known character, Madam? I've never even heard of this character. Yeah, Madam Madam Web is a known character in Marvel Comics. Uh, yes, and there's MCP. I haven't seen her in MCP or the MCU. No, she's not in the MCU. No, this this is a Sony. Uh, you know, universe. Yeah, Sony owns now. a lot of the Spider-Man stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, thank you guys. Yeah. Now, with some of the universes and multiverse stuff, there's you know supposed to be crossover that's there from it. So that that's one where. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait to see what early reviews are looking like and, and how that's going to be set. Um, but even from my own standpoint, there's a different Spider-Man related movie, uh, uh, Craven the Hunter that'll be coming out later this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one looks awesome. So that one I'll definitely look to see, but like this one it's, it's coming, but I don't know if anybody really cares, including myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, well guys, uh, you know, let's ask chat guys, what existing property do we need a uh, TV or movie from you, you in chat? Give, tell us what you guys are thinking. Like, you know, we know fallout is finally getting a series, uh, halo. I know you guys may not have liked the first season, but I'm excited for season two, just cause I really liked halo. Halo two is going to be a second season. What other game or, or novel series or book or comic series needs a, a show? Come on. Like what is obviously Warhammer? That's something we all want, but like, what else is there? Even Lord of the Rings got a recent reboot. Um, we, we need our own uh, sitcom. We need our own sitcom. The, the singles from front lines. <laughs> it's like Friends or something. Yeah, sure. Let's. Yeah, let's I'm it. in for it. Uh, I mean, Nikki D, is there anything on your, you know, your dream, you know, wish list? We have here? a vote for Mass Effect. Oh, Mass Effect. That's okay. There we go. You see that would be a good one. Yeah, actually, um, the the book series that I read this past year, uh, the first law by Joe Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe from War Games Live had actually recommended it on his stream at one point as a good like high fantasy series, and that's how I picked it up. Uh, it's two separate trilogies, and there's some other short stories that go into it. it really, to me, it, to me, it was actually one of the best high, um, high fantasy, but like pre-industrial revolution yeah. sort of. The second tri- trilogy gets into that pre-industrial revolution, but some mm-hmm. of the best science fiction fantasy that I've ever read. I would love, love, love to see that in a live action. I think it would work especially well as a TV tv you know miniseries or long-running series something like that that would okay. be my choice you just said miniseries i have this crazy deep 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 dream hope prayer maybe uh you guys ever seen band of brothers of course you have right everyone's seen band of brothers Ima- imagine band of brothers but gaunt's ghost following their their okay all right all right all right, all right. I could get behind Fucking that. amazing, right? I mean, yeah. come on, right? Gaunt's ghost, but Band oh, of Brothers. No, sorry. Jorge just pointed this out in chat. Oh. The Call of Duty zombie storyline <laughs> is okay, yeah, okay, a, I got into it recently. It is a fever dream. I kid right. you not, Kicker. There are six hour synopsis of the storyline of those games oh on gosh. YouTube. Wow. And they are like it has Shangri-La in it. You're going to the moon. There's multiple parallel universes. It's it's it is a fever dream of a video game. All right, that's uh, it, guys. Yeah. That's it. Let's 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 go right. Let's go find our producer. Let's make it happen. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Seth, let's jump into our main segment, man. This is this is the 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 important stuff for tonight. 
Yes. So we have the balanced data slate, which really like it, it, it's kind of a misnomer because it's not just that document called the balanced data slate. It is also a rules commentary update and a mutatorum field manual points update. Um, so they updated a lot of things with this one. It was a pretty. Wait, wait, wait. And there's also that like other little thing regarding the Ducari, that whole new thing. Yeah. This way. They basically oh, almost redid that index in terms of like gave them new detachments and enhancements and new strategies. So it was a huge change. Um, and so I kind of want to give a shout out, um, you know, for folks that follow industry news, GW had been searching for someone that was in charge of balance and adjusting the games. Um, that individual is, is now kind of out on the public uh, stage. That's Josh Roberts. Uh, he was actually the the individual in the Metal Watch video explaining these changes. Um, so I kind of want to tip my hat to them because there are a lot of changes. Obviously, they they looked at uh, some of the, the higher performance armies and and knocked those down a step. And they took a long look at a lot of armies and both tried to do internal balance within the armies as well as buff up some of the lower tier armies. So let's get right into it. Eldar, kicker. It's been the boogeyman since the start of 10th edition. I can vividly remember Fate Dice, us thinking how ridiculous they are having 12 Fate Dice. And if you have Eldrad 15, I can remember uh, <laughs> Mikey G and I sitting there at uh, ACO, jokingly rolling the ACO dice to see how many sixes we could get for our, yep. our Fate Dice. They have sit now cut those to six starting Fate Dice. Um, well, that which is huge. They've also changed the Phantasm strat, which is the strat where you can reactively move to, from being a flat six inches, which is very reliable, to D6, so a little less reliable. They've changed a number of things, how Fate Messengers work, how Night Spinners work, how the Incarn works, and how the Wraith Guard work, all of which make them less efficient and easier for your opponent to interact and play around with. So overall, these are some pretty big changes to how that army functions. Now, Eldar were deep codex before all this they have lots of tools they will someone will will put together the new eldar list it will be good will it be as good and oppressive as the previous one i don't think so uh but certainly some some quality of life changes that make eldar much more comfortable to play into yeah and i mean just the points too right that that mm -hmm. Uh, that night spitter you know took a beating going up the, yeah up, it, it went up in points wraith guard yeah. went up in points yeah so they got a lot of adjustments which so, it was sorely needed um this isn't the second or third time they've had to adjust that codex um and, yeah, and weren't I, the only ones getting a i guess a, a little no. bit of i don't like to use yeah. the word nerf everyone uses the word nerf but you know a nice adjustment adjustment uh, knock down a step what else did we get chaos space marines uh had a really good showing at wcw and a really good showing at lvo they also were definitely one of the more oppressive armies with some of their mechanics um particularly the list that ran a bunch of accursed cultists and chosen with lords and forge fiends and obliterators um so we saw a lot of a points creases for all of those those units um they took advantage of having nurgle marked rhinos with other marked units inside and then you could use the nurgle mark to make them untargetable they've now changed it so you have to have the same mark as the transport as the guys inside which deals with a lot of those issues and as well as the stratagem that made them untargetable dark obscuration which was a 12 inches away you couldn't target them sort of like lone operative now it's 18 inches so it's you can interact with it more the provane zeal strat which was the strat that lets you do a bunch of rerolls and stuff uh that allowed uh 
rerolls to hit, reroll to wound on any unit, basically. Uh, it's, it's locked undivided, and it's only reroll wounds, and they decrease the OC and the healing on the accursed cultists. Uh, so it definitely took a lot of, of, of juice out of that codex. Once again, though, there are still plenty of good things in that codex. The, the really common offenders saw points increases, uh, so very possible that the points increase uh, is going to shift how that army plays. But again, there's still a lot of good things in there and you're going to see a lot of good stuff in the codex. So expect to see a different chaos space Marine list going forward. Seth, in let's that- bring in Nick for, for the next one. Cause those yeah. are his babies, potentially his babies. I don't know. He, he I know he's a fan and uh, Nikki D what's going on with the demons. Yeah. So demons had one change in with theirs and it relates to the demonic pact rule. And uh, the, the I, I saw a lot of people have different takes on this when they were initially reading it. In, in, but the way that it works is that if you are a chaos faction or detachment taking demons as allies, for every non-battle line unit, you need to have a battle line unit. So if you're playing chaos knights and you want to take the blue scribes as an example, which is a pretty popular choice, you now need to take a battle line unit as well, which would be either pink horse or blue horse, something like that. So... Uh, that part there, it's going to really only restrict chaos armies that are allying in chaos demons. Demons otherwise had mostly points drops, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about, about later. Nerglings did go up a little bit. So I, I liked this change. I think it was a good way to limit how common chaos demons are in non-chaos demon list. Yeah. And like the big offenders were always like, I take some Nerglings and some blue scribes and the changeling. The blue scribes and changelings were characters. They were very difficult to target and nerglings were very handy units to have in the first place. And it prevented you from kind of mixing and matching. Now, if you want to do that, you need to make sure that you're taking some sort of zinch battle line for those characters. Uh, Seth, you want us to talk to about us well, about Death Guard? And I know World Leaders got a little. Yeah, uh, I think they just they had it. They had it out for chaos, man. Yeah. Right. Um, so Death Guard had a, uh, a rule on their biologist putrefier, which allowed them to use the grenade strat for free, which technically meant kicker. You could have one unit use the grenade strat for one CP. And then if you had three biologist putrefiers, you could have all three of them also throw grenades that turn, which was an obscene amount of mortal wounds. And, coming and that out of strat that. is just so good. I always forget yeah. how powerful it is. So uh, it, it reduced that so that only one biologist putrefier per turn can do that strat. Um, so no, no more, just like everyone in their brothers chucking grenades yeah. at you, 24 dice total on fours doing mortal wounds. Um, they got some, some buffs. We'll talk about them later, but from the, the bigger rules changes, uh, but that was nice to see world eaters, which were also in the right hands, a very oppressive army took a number of, of hits to their rules, uh, their berserker glaive, which they used to make a super juiced up character, got its attacks and damage reduced to just a flat one instead of D three favor of corn, which is how they rerolled a bunch of dice to try to get Ankron back is now once per battle instead of once per battle round. Um, and then their invuln that their demon prince hands out got reduced to a five plus invuln. Um, so it, it was really good to see some of those changes coming in. Uh, guard, your beloved guard kicker, they got yes. a little buff. Uh, they got, uh, when, um, 
Oh, officers. I was like, there's a keyword yeah, for officers. officers get out of transports. They can now issue orders. And um, when they show up on the battlefield from reserves or deep strike, yeah, which is huge because now you can have scion officers deep strike in and issue an order or the special sauce guys. The special sauce is gone. Ghost. They already were amazing, but now these guys can pop off the board, pop back on the board, issue themselves an order, issue somebody else next to an order. I don't know. They just make a great unit even that much better. So very yeah. excited. For those. And then and then this is where Nikki D has been conflicted. Blood Angels got a little bit of a buff uh plus one attack and plus two strength on the turn they charge so that goes up from plus one strength to plus two strength yeah which which didn't make any difference? it does because it gets them from from being an odd number of many times to an uh, even number of strengths so you know go from like strength seven to strength eight and that's a huge break point in terms of being twice someone's toughness yeah getting one too so or cool. being equal to something's toughness so a pretty big change um the rules commentary which for the the judges and the tos out there is a really useful document it addressed a lot of issues um transports arriving from reserves still can have their units get out that was kind of vague as the unit get out but the unit getting out does have to stay neither way they clarified that the characteristic modifier rule so if you have a rule that says you can't change my characteristics they listed every characteristic that isn't included in that and that does include ap and damage of your weapons so you can't reduce those um they clarified some things about hazardous testing um and kind of one of the big ones uh that i saw come out that some folks got a little bit confused about disembarking or deep striking although you the unit counts as having made a normal move that does not trigger things that are caused by moving and by that i mean like things like fan phantasm where you get too close to a target or codex tactics or whatever where if you move within a certain distance of an opponent they can do something um so that doesn't trigger that they still can be overwatch because overwatch has a a qualifier in it that if the model or the unit was set up you can use overwatch against them so you can still overwatch those things as they come in you just can't do some of your other reactive stratagems cool uh then we get to the the uniform film manual itself we get a lot of points changes I, I there was very few codexes that or indexes did not see any change at all um except for my beloved necrons uh long time necron player here everyone and ad mech uh, and ad mech um those, guard only got one though dude guard got one change yeah now now gw did say that they feel it's a little too early in the life of both those codexes to make the decisions on those yet um but you know gw always just have the option of changing their mind as things go down the line so um we'll, we'll have to see if they do adjust either one of those biggest winners i mean necrons are a winner in that that nothing got changed with them um so that's but in terms of like did they get a push up in any rules changes i don't think so demons got a big buff with a ton of demons seeing points decreases nikki d can get into that a little bit more custode saw a big points decrease Drukari saw a lot of points decreases um we'll get more into their updates here in a minute in terms of biggest losers, in my opinion, CSM took a lot of big points hits between their, their rules changes and their points changes. That's going to be a big hit. Admech, who was already struggling with their new book, not seeing any changes, that was kind of a, a big hit to them. They were hoping to see some points decreases. Um, so I'm sure those players will continue to uh, monitor the situation closely and uh, let any feedback they have go uh, be sent to GW. Uh, they have some posts where you can find them. And then World Eaters, they took some big, big hits in terms of rules, but they also saw points changes as well, which um, I, I kind of want to quote uh, Anthony Vanella, who's kind of one of the architects of, of the list for 10th edition, said that that felt just kind of disrespectful at that point because the, the rules changes they took were enough to already knock that army down in power pretty significantly. And then to take the points changes on top of it felt like it really wasn't necessary at that point. So... 
We'll have to see okay, how well, that bears too out. Too much for Votan, Seth, because Votan, they, they don't have that many models, and those Sagittars, man. Yeah, I mean, so the average, like the, the list I was running with like six Sagittars and you know, Hearth Guard, I have to lose 90 points, which is three bikes. And I had a unit of six bikes I could cut down to three. So it didn't change too much in those lists. Yeah. They're, they're going to trim just some fat in their list, and they'll still be functionally the same, I think. And a hot take from Nikki D regarding demons. I mean, is this is this going to make them an army to watch? Like, is this the next, you know, what, what, that's a lot of points for them. A lot of points. Some of the greater demons got some uh, price cuts. I've been seeing people bring up the great unclean one and Radagus a whole lot, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. to me is exciting. Um, but I think actually what's even more enticing is that a lot of the lesser demons and even some of the battle line units got points drops they've been far too expensive for all of 10th edition so i mean i've got 60 blood letters in the closet behind me and i'm not saying that i'm ready to bring 60 all 60 of them to the table do it be a man but like it's, it's something <laughs> where it's at, least, it's at least a consideration now so i think that's the part that's exciting demons still have a lot of tricks so uh that that part to me is gonna be really interesting the the part that i think is tough for demons is they don't really work too well in a meta full of lots of transports and speaking yeah, of a meta, have a lot of great way to crack those. Nope, they yeah. don't. Especially when there's there might be a new menace as it relates to the Drakari updated detachment. So, Seth, do you want to give us yeah. the rundown on what's so included here? Index Drakari took a lot of changes to the point where we had to make it kind of its own uh, its own bullet point in our notes. Because so, so they still have a correct me if I'm wrong, Seth, but they still have their own original index. But now they have mm -hmm. a, let's call it an additional index. They have two yeah, options. A whole new detachment. Index, for detachment. Yeah. Yeah, so they changed their army rule a little bit and added, um, in addition to the the buffs you get in melee for pain tokens, you also get a AP buff now, so you get True. an extra point of AP. And then they added the Sky, Sky Splinter Assault Detachment, which is basically when you disembark from a transport, your ranged weapons get ignore cover and your melee weapons get uh, lance. So Describe what lance does, because not everyone knows. On like the charge, plus one to wound. Yeah. So... Uh, that's going to be a big, cause you're basically going to get plus one to hit plus one to wound and plus one AP. If you use a, pa a pain token against something really good. coming out of it. So you can punch real, real hard. Um, now that being said, Eldari is a glass cannon and it is still very glass uh, on that spectrum. Um, to that extent, there is a new enhancement, the nightmare shroud, which allows the bears unit to not be targeted by overwatch. So you can kind of guarantee one of those units getting in and doing that hard hitting. Um, there's a number of strats that also kind of are in this vein. Uh, Pounce on the Prey, which is a unit can, after a vehicle moves, disembark and then charge, which is cool because typically the Dark Elder vehicles don't have the assault ramp rule like the Land Raider. They also have the Skyborne Annihilation stratagem, which is ranged weapons from this unit that disembark from a transport gain sustained hits one, or if it's Cabalite, a sustained hits two. So again, it's, it's focusing around this moving up with the transport, getting out and getting buffs because you got out of transport that turn. Yeah, pretty solid. And you know, we've got all these cool points and some new rules, but I think the, 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 I guess the, the, the real hero here that not too many people talked about was the app getting updated. Seth, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you, you saw the new app updates, yeah. right? I, I was very excited. In fact, when I saw the article and I saw the app updated, I immediately like went on my phone and was like, all right, show me, yeah. show me this because it was very interesting. So the main thing they added a favorite system, which is a good way to just kind of simplify uh, some units and make them easier to get to and reference, which was great. But the command bunker was the main one that I was really interested in because the, the, problem you had before with the app is I can build my list in the app and I can 
you know, I can open my app, my list. I can go to the units in there. I can see their individual profiles. I can see the the enhancements. I can see everything, but I can't see my army rules and my stratagems on the yeah. same page. I have to back all the way back up to the main reference page and then go back in through my codex. The command bunker is literally all of those things. You hit one button and it combines all those things. Perfect. So you can have all Perfect. of your references in one point. It's nice and easy to get to. Um, so it's going to be a super handy a tool for cool, referencing. Clean upgrade. You know, it's it's like I, I don't know if people are asking for it, but I mean, it's such a clean, clean thing. Now. It's, it's going to be super useful on the tabletop just for particularly like if I am taking Necrons to Cherokee, like having all of that right there in one place instead of having to back up and go here and back up and go there and back up and go here within the app itself. Um, I, I think it's going to be just a good quality of life upgrade. So 100%. kicker, I'm going to put you on the spot. Producers. You've got your finger on the pulse of the competitive community. I want you to guess who's going to win Cherokee. Okay. So, um, I do have access to who's coming. Cause like, you know, no, no, I said army wise. Not I, I, I know, army. I know, but that also can help determine. No, 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 it's... no. So I'm going to purely off of what faction, like not looking at like the information I have, I, you know, guys, I think Necrons are just really in a good spot. The fact that both of my friends here, both Nikki D and Seth are like, Oh, we got to try Necrons. I feel like there's a lot of good players playing a good army. So if I had to just call my my shot for for Cherokee in particular, I think Necrons have a, have a good thing. What what about you, Nikki? Who you? I mean, who are you betting on? What what faction right now for Cherokee? Yeah, real quick question, uh, Seth. How did orcs do in the data slate? They existed. Okay, orcs are pretty <laughs> they, good. They, they took they took a few points nerfs in the the more common assault units, the knobs and the uh swigog boys and the trucks saw a little bit of a points nerf the vehicles the buggies for the most part all got points decreases along with battle wagons and killicans which is cool but uh their profiles are really not the best right now a lot of it's ap1 there's a lot of ways to get cover there's a lot of ways to get a, you know reduce ap by one kind of thing so um it makes it so you can take more of them. I don't know if more was the solution on buggies. Um, so I, you know, I, I think you're, you're still make a, a pretty viable combat list. Cause a lot of things like the war bosses and bad rock and the flash gets and Mazrog and beast bosses, those all were unchanged. Um, but there's certainly, uh, some of the more common assault units that you would take more of, or you'll see maybe a few, few less pieces of trash in the list to make up for the fact that those guys saw points increases. Yeah. So I think orcs are good and they, they've been good. Um, I think there's, there's definitely some, especially here in the States, there are definitely some top notch players that play orcs pretty regularly. And one thing that orcs can do really, really well is push hard and fast and do well on the primary part. That's mm -hmm. something where Necrons, that's that's not something that they really want to deal with. So Orcs, I could see them becoming a natural predator for Necrons. So that's that's kind of my out of left field pick. I think or, Orcs have Orcs have a good play. All right. Well, we got to let Kicker roll because the parades are coming and uh, he's got to get into it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll finish this one out for you, bud. You have a good night. Yeah. Thanks for I joining appreciate us, it, guys. I love you all. Seth, uh, tell people what's going on with the community poll. Will you take that for me? Yeah, sure. Thanks, guys. So we, uh, in the same vein, posted up asking, what do we think people are, are going to call for what's going to be the next boogeyman, the next big army? Um, and it was pretty unanimous. 70, 70% of uh, 
respondents on our, our Warhammer or on our uh, Frontline Gaming community page on Facebook said that Necrons were going to be the next big thing. Um, 9% said Drukari, 4% said Eldari. Those are your top three. Um, Darian is saying Necrons, but Eldar will still get another nerf. Uh, page mentioned guard have some opportunities i do think guard are really strong um the mana core points increases were not really a a a big hit to them and ben and kelsey both think demons are going to be a thing demons gain the uh, access to a lot of stacking abilities um so you can get some really big stacked uh powerful combos there um but if you want more about all of the the ins and outs of of where the meta is going and the balanced data slate, I encourage you to check out our friends over at Tabletop Titans and Vanguard Tactics. Both of uh, those groups had amazing content out yesterday with that slate, so you can go check it out. And there's going to be plenty of more content coming from both of them on that front. I know Vanguard has a lot planned, um, so just go check those guys out. Let them know that we we uh, gave them some love and support them with their links. Now, Nikki D. It's time for our community spotlight uh, to show off some of the work that our community members have been doing before we send this one to bed. Now, I picked some very interesting ones. First up was Mark Lichlord. Uh, and now this is for Kings of War. Uh, but those to me look like they definitely could be some high elves if they wanted to. Those big jagged swords, though, uh, dark almost elves. almost say dark elves. And um, yeah, the I'm armor looks high elves. To switch over to old world, it looks like he's got some pretty it, painted models. Yeah, it, it almost kind of reminds me of the executioners in okay. uh, in, in the old world in, in fantasy the, for the dark elves. Uh, I used to face those a lot from my my best friend Dan. He would have two blocks of those guys, so oh, I know that's... I know those types of swords really well. They had devastating blows, so on a six, it was automatically killing or uh, or, yeah. or yeah, automatically killing it. Great models, though. I love seeing some of these high fantasy stuff. Now, the next one I felt was a very important one for us to call out because, as you'll see in this next picture, there is not actually paint. But this is uh, some conversions on what appear to be either demons or like I I think those are demons, right? Those are the juggernauts or are they the world eaters? They look like, yeah, there's there's definitely juggernaut pieces yeah. <laughs> the, the hind legs i know because I've, I've got 12 of those yeah. on my shelf so i know that i recognize that part now here's the fun part this was a post from dean pritchard dean who's been pasting painting tyranids nonstop. who's here in chat tonight mm-hmm. saying he's updating his army based on the feedback he got from lvo for cherokee is posting not tyranids or is it are these like custom? He says those are AOS here. mounts for world eaters. So he's working on a world eaters army. That is now the third guy that I know of that is a frequent competitor for top painted at our events that is starting a new army this year. I do love the escalating um, aspect of the of the competitive painting it's competition good. and hobby yeah. yeah i mean especially if you come to uh, the frontline gaming events or others you see some of these amazing display boards amazing yeah. armies you see them evolve and, over the year yep and they're never sticking with that same thing always looking to pick up a, a new technique so to me it's one of the things where i'm i'm not a great hobbyist myself and it's not something that it's not my favorite part of the warhammer hobby but it is an item where i absolutely respect more than anything the people that are really pushing themselves and pushing the hobby aspect because when people walk in the hall that that you can't get more excited than seeing those great armies. Now, our last one is our friend over at the hobby, hobby goblins, Jesse Hicks. Um, he had been working on this model a while ago and he kind of posted an update. This is his, uh, Oh shoot. I know the name. It's the character from Harlequins with the gun. It's not the song. 
Mogan Ra. No, that's that. Well, Mogan Ra is the Eldar Phoenix Lord. Is that um, not what this guy is? No, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Okay. I knew it earlier and then I didn't put it in the notes because I was lazy. Um, they have Death Jester. Death okay. Jester. So this is his Death Jester. Um, I really like the the purples and blues. It's given me uh, pretty strong Skeletor vibes. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Seth. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So I thought we'd point that one out since uh, he'd been working on that one. Uh, Dean one. says he thinks it is a Mogan Raw conversion. Um, Kelsey's on Death Jester. So we'll find out who's right later on. <laughs> it right. might be a bit of both of us there. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts for the night, Nikki D. How would you rate the balanced data site on a on a A through F scale? I'm I'm gonna give it a a B, maybe a B minus. There's de definitely a lot of updates. I like a lot of the rules clarifications, even if I don't necessarily. Um, I, I think a lot of them were, were good changes or parts where there was was confusion. I think that was really good. When it came to the points updates and some of the other things, there's definitely some questionable choices. I think or why things got hit the way that they did. Um, my Space Marine list, I'm having to rewrite a good bit. So while I was excited to play Space Marines and Blood Angels, maybe not so much anymore, but then I might come back to Demons. So I I'm excited. It's definitely a refresh for the meta. I think that's a yeah. positive thing overall. Um, but uh, yeah, there were, there were some strange choices and to the severity of how some things were impacted and how some things were not at all. Well, some strong words from Nicky D. I overall am, am very happy with it. Um, and I'm not just saying that as the guy that wants to play Necrons. Um, I, I was really excited to see both the top end getting knocked down and the bottom end being, being brought up. And the armies in the middle weren't even completely ignored in most cases. You saw some internal balance changes. I was really excited to see that. I'd give him like a solid, you know, for their, for for Josh's kind of first at bat with this uh, in his new position there, I'd give him an A-. minus. Um, it's not perfect by any means, and I don't think perfection is ever a thing that we achieve, but it is... Um, very encouraging to see this level of change in something like this. It could have been just them knocking down the high end and leaving a lot of stuff alone, but they, they went out of their way to address a lot of things that were, were minor issues in the community. So I was excited to see that. Yeah, certainly. Uh, a, a minus for Eldari, right, Seth? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, final thoughts for the night. That's that. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed seven of from the front line. We're sorry. The kicker couldn't be here tonight. The, the, the partiers took out his internet damn new orleans partiers but said uh, people will be able to see kicker in three weeks from tomorrow let's not say the timeline because i have to paint a lot of <laughs> it's okay. motivation okay all right well now i'm gonna go paint so thank you so much for joining us for i have to go paint uh we will see you next week have a great night bye everybody